whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. Michelle Polera and I have been working on a new one-person show for her to perform, which we are presenting at the Kennedy Center's annual Page to Stage Festival this weekend. Nicole Hertvik, editor and publisher of DC Metro Theater Arts, was kind enough to sit down with us and discuss it so we could tell you all about it. We join the conversation, well, right at the top, actually, not not in progress, like literally right at the beginning. My name is Nicole Hertvik. I am the editor and publisher of DC Metro Theater Arts, and I am very excited to be here today with, uh, he's a director, he's a playwright, and he is the host of the original cast. <laughs> Hello, Patrick. Hello, Nicole. All right. Thank you for letting me be here. And also in the studio with us, we have Michelle Palera, who is also a local actor and co-playwright. Yeah. With Patrick, yes. I'm, it's my first my first writing project. I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome! Yay! Mm-hmm. Okay, so the project we are talking about is called "What She Said." It is a play that Patrick and Michelle are working on together, and it is going to be seen at the Kennedy Center Page to Stage Festival this August 31st That's mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. Is that correct? Doors, Doors open. Six, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we thought it would be fun to talk about this show a little bit. I have read it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Patrick, can you tell us a little bit about the show? Sure. So the story of the the conceit of the show is it's a one-person show uh, starring Michelle. uh, Hi. Hello, there she is. (laughs) Um, About uh, a woman rehearsing in a hotel room in, in Las Vegas, rehearsing a pitch for a presentation for a dating uh, method she's developed called the Adapt, Adopt, Improve uh, AI, AAI method to keeping and finding love. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, co-wrote the show. <laughs> and uh, during that rehearsal, she's rehearsing for a pitch that she's going to give in a short period of time to her boyfriend's boss. Uh, the wrinkle in all this is she's shown up in Las Vegas unannounced uh, at her boyfriend's a conference her boyfriend is running with her with his boss and uh, has sort of trying to hijack the conference and hijack her boyfriend's boss uh, to present this, this method to her so that she can sell it and become uh, a self-help maven and become rich and famous ostensibly and um, we see so we see the rehearsal for the presentation and we also see her interacting with her boyfriend and the management of the hotel uh, to try to keep it all together and pull this stunt off. Right. Yes. Yes. One thing I liked is the structure you guys gave the show where she's in the room as she's doing her TED talk, it kind of goes into Mm -hmm. TED talk zone. Mm -hmm. Yes. But she's continually interrupted by phone calls, things like that, yeah. and yeah. that takes her out of the TED Talk zone. Yeah. yeah. So this structure allows you to, as a watcher, as an audience member, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get to see things about her that she probably doesn't want her actual TED Talk audience to see. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That and the fact that, I mean, as an actor, it's um, one person plays are typically challenging because you're either speaking to the audience the whole time or you're in your space the whole time and this we go in and out of that world so she can direct the audience and make eye contact and ask questions and be in that space and then when she's taken out into her own private world you see who she is not in the presentational way but in like the actual core of who the character is right so it's really cool because it it in my opinion it gives the audience like a behind the scenes look at who this person is and then sees the person as she claims to be. And I think for me personally, it's kind of an address to, I also work in the the self-help industry because I'm I'm a soul cycle instructor and I I help with, uh, I do private coaching for stress management and things of that sort. So I'm around that world. And by being in that world, a lot of the times you see people present themselves in a certain way, but then you you see them privately and it's a very different lens. Right. Um, so I think that kind of kind of pokes fun at that a little bit. Okay. Um, which has been, I think, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, was, I was curious where you guys got the idea for this character because we should say she's a little bit, you know, she does things that we all do. We've mm-hmm. all, you know, liked a guy and gone on Instagram mm-hmm. and looked at his account, but there's a fine line between being, a, you know, doing that a little bit and, Downright stalking mm-hmm. somebody, yes. or we probably should say that the method, the secret to the method, <laughs> is, is um, 
the her her advice for how you should get and find and keep love is by finding someone you want to go out with and then becoming the person they want you to be. Right. Uh, and doing this through pro online their online presence basically using that to inform the person they discover the person they want and then turning yourself into that yeah. person. And it's about finding that line because I mean throughout her presentation she constantly says that this is not stalking. Right. right. And because she she finds well, but that's where we are right now mm-hmm. in, in our the way dating is right now, the way um, our society is right now. It's so online driven that it's really hard not to. Right. Um, it's it's rare that you I mean, for me personally, as a single woman, it's rare that I go on a date when the person hasn't even has the person has a blatantly told me that they followed me and that they they have found information about me um it's more the norm and so drawing attention to that and being like well what's too far right and when you see that she's a little unhinged it kind of as the viewer i feel or at least the goal is to kind of get the viewer to be like, whoa, did I, have I done that? Is that something I've done? I think I've done that. That is you know? exactly what, what <laughs> the reaction that I had. And I embarrassingly came up with several examples of times <laughs> that I have done that. Um, so tell us exactly what is the AAI method? What does it stand for? This is her method to finding a mate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's to adapt to the person, adopt their methods and ha- their lifestyle, and then in doing so, you will improve your life. Okay. So the adapt, adopt, improve. So, right. so you find specific, the first like stage of it, the adapt, is more about finding little key things about the person that, that you believe... Um, if you just lean into that a little bit, like this person likes a certain type of music, mm. I'm going to start listening to that type of music. Mm-hmm. So just adapting little things. And then when you, the actual adopt is more like in the relationship, like becoming the person that they want. And then, you know, you just improve. And then you're, and then you're awesome. Yeah. And, and, her, and her idea too is the idea that, the, it, that even if a relationship doesn't work, even if it even if it fails, you've still found improvements in your life because you've mm-hmm. discovered new things. So, like if, for example, um, she I, we have one example where she's she starts dating a guy who works out a lot, and so all of a sudden she is now more mm. fit, mm-hmm. and now she's her lifestyle has changed because of this person. Right. So, her theory is that this method works not just in the relationship. Um, way as far as finding your significant other, but it works in life. Right. right. The big thing for me when we started writing this was the word insidious uh-huh. because nothing she says actually is wrong. Right. Because she's mm-hmm. technically, like, theoretically, that all sounds great. Yeah, it sounds yeah. great. It's like, oh, yeah, when you start dating somebody or you start, become, even when you just become friends with somebody and you like them and they like, we'll use an example from the play, EDM, mm-hmm. and that's not your thing, you go, oh, well, I'll. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's that could be fun, yeah. and then you maybe find you enjoy that, and that, and then also like you say, you go out with somebody who's like a gym rat, and you get fit. You're like, oh, that's something mm-hmm. positive I took from it. Mm-hmm. Those things are all true. It is all simply a matter of degrees, right. and what we did with this character is really try to get the audience to go. She, clearly, she's gone far too far. Uh, yeah. But where is? She, she jumps over the line so completely, it's kind of unclear to the audience, I think, where they're, like, it really makes people go, right. where's my line exactly? Right. How mm-hmm. much have I done And that? some of this isn't always a bad thing, right? Right, Like, yeah. I'm thinking of, you know, before I got married, my husband was into sports. Mm-hmm. I don't like sports, but I tried. Mm-hmm. You know, we played sports together. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's, you sure. know, mm-hmm. one of the things. After the wedding, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm not that into Yeah. And with job, you know, you're, you're looking for a job. You get to know the person you're interviewing with, mm-hmm. and, and it's good to be able to relate to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, yeah, the, the line. Yeah, yeah. The line. Don't, don't cross that line. Yeah, don't cross well, that Well, the line. best part is, is that she's not only crossing the line, but she's telling everyone else to cross the line. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's not just that she's saying, this is something I do. This is, she is pitching it as a, this is something this everyone's is something we right all do. doing. Right, you just, right. you, and so you can use it for good. It's yeah. kind of like, again, it starts with that like insidious, like, yeah. oh, this sounds yeah. like a good idea. Yeah. And then yeah. it's only when you see it, like we walk it through to its logical conclusion. Right. You go, this might not be a great idea. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite 
parts because I related to it so well was when she was in college and there was the guy who loved rusted root so she mm-hmm. started listening to rusted root bootlegs and <laughs> you know wearing the clothes mm-hmm. and walking the walk and uh, I think everyone has done that especially in college you yeah. know totally. you're trying to figure out who you are but mm-hmm. ideally as you age you get past that right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so um, all right so is this an indictment of TED Talks or just an indictment <laughs> We got to come up with a better term than TED yeah. Talk. Yeah, uh, we've been using that because when you say TED Talk, you know exactly what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're we we have to come up with we a have better to come phrase. up with a better yeah. way. Uh, we, we, we've discovered that among ourselves. Yes, because we also put it in. I think we put it in the promo materials for Page to Stage. We did, and we did have a long discussion about like if it's not the right word. Well, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But it, it, it's just, it's crossed. the wrong word. It is okay. the it, but it's it's also it, but it, like we like Michelle said, you know exactly what it means. Like right. It's a TED Talk exactly. style presentation, yeah. and it is. Yeah. Um, so you know we have to come. No, it is not an indictment of TED no. Talks. No, I don't <laughs> think. I think we both. I love TED Talks. I Me think too. Does too. Um, no, TED Talks are great. It it really is more. But like all things, they can be used for evil, mm-hmm. and it is the sort of the the reasonable trappings of that, mm-hmm. the very reasonable, mm-hmm. magnanimous, open-hearted, mm-hmm. like, seriously, I'm here to make you better. Yeah. And what you kind of, you know, that's all great. And trust me. Right, mm-hmm. and trust me, I know this more is all than fine. You. Yeah. Right, and if you're out there doing that for the purpose of genuinely improving people, and like, I found this thing, it works for me, and I think it could work for you, that's great, but what our character is doing is more trying to convince you that this life she lives Mm-hmm. is a good way to live. Yeah. And she's really, you discovered, trying to more convince herself. Like, if I can convince you that I'm doing the right thing, then it convinces me that I'm doing the right thing. Right, yeah. And that's more where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's not an indictment of TED Talks or the self-help industry or anything like that. It is more that these things can be so easily misused mm-hmm. and very damn. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, she's only hurting herself in our yeah. show because it is like she hasn't actually gotten to give the presentation yet she's right. pretending to mm-hmm. uh, but it's bad you yeah. know and it can be bad yeah. and you could imagine I mean one one thing we I think we talked about at one point but you could do this show as a straight TED Talk presentation without all the interruptions and mm-hmm. it wouldn't get to the same heart of what we're going mm-hmm. for but you could do it as a kind of parody of that sure yeah. very easily Yeah, it wouldn't seem that unreasonable I right, think. right 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 mm-hmm. um what is your writing process like, Patrick? I know you have written a lot by yourself. Have, so what yes. is it like to write with another person? Um, yeah. Yeah, what is it like? What is it like? It's... How's it been, it's Pat? It's different. Patty? It's been different. <laughs> <laughs> well, one... So I... I so Michelle started started this whole thing, even though I she, did. she, yeah, indirectly, indirectly, because you were inspired by the soul so, cycle yeah. people. Well, so I've it had actually nothing to do with yeah, the self help. So what I originally did, um, so I lived in lived and dated in New York, and I lived and dated in D.C. And it's like I've I've developed not just my stories, but a lot of people have these ridiculous dating stories. And so what I was originally talking to him about had nothing to do with a play. I wanted to just do a project that was related to bad dating stories. And uh, he was like, you should make this a one woman show. And I was like, but I'm, I'm not a writer. And he was like, well, you can be, let's do it. And so, and, and at first I was kind of, I was actually even more hesitant just because it's not a project I've ever, like as anybody would be if they haven't really stepped into that world. Um, but he was pretty, persistent I was he was he was like I need a new project and I want it to be this and let's do it so how long ago was this and how did you guys know each other at this point it was about a year ago um we Michelle and I met because I well I saw Michelle in um and this is very relevant I saw Michelle in Be Awesome the Flying V Mm -hmm. uh, show and was was that before Fights 2 or Mm -hmm. okay you guys are both we're both flying company members. Company, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, this was before this either. Before of us either of us were. Mm-hmm. But yes. So I saw Michelle in Be Awesome and enjoyed her performance. And then I saw her again in Flying V Fights Three, whatever that was subtitled was. I don't remember. And the history of the unknown world. There we go. <laughs> that was your cue to say the answer. Um, and what I was impressed by was, I s- in that show everybody played five or six parts, and I didn't realize until it was over that two of the parts that Michelle had played 
two, these two parts that I really enjoyed, that it was the same actor. Hmm. And that is very unusual I, it's for me. On really yeah. wonderful uh, compliment to hear. Yeah, it was really, I didn't, it was Nancy Drew, and I can't remember what the other one was, but it I was, was Colorado, Jones, it was Co- Indiana yeah, Jones, Indiana but Jones, Colorado Jones. Yeah. But I didn't recognize her, and I'm the guy who recognizes yeah. everybody okay. when like, I see an actor and something. I go, oh, that's, and I know where I know them from. So whenever that happens to me, I'm, I'm super, I, like, I have to work with this uh-huh. person. I have to, to know what they do. And then you got cast in this page to stage reading of Sheila and Moby. That was the first time we worked, worked together. together. And I said to her, at the, like I told her this story, and I was like, we really should, like I really want to work with you. And then I called in Michelle for Tinkerbell auditions at okay. Adventure Theater yes. after that. And she booked it. And that was the first time we'd actually worked together was... Um, yeah, with the exception of, I mean, we were doing play in a days and things like that. Yeah, we hung out. Uh, we we've done a lot of yeah. little projects, mm-hmm. but the, the first main stage that we did together was... Um, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Um, and then he, Michelle replaced Farrell in the run of Sheila and Moby. Sheila and Moby. Here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have to work together again. And that happened again because, as I've told her, my sister in law saw Sheila and Moby. And in that, she played two parts. She was the only actor playing two parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister in law didn't realize until it was over that Michelle had played both Larry oh, and Curly. You were a yes. chameleon. <laughs> kind of a chameleon. <laughs> she really has. Well, you, we were in a play in a day rehearsal with some people who had seen Tinkerbell and didn't realize that you yeah. were Tinkerbell. Oh and it was gosh. really. I and need it to was, see you on stage, I, girl. I'd like to think that I just have a really bland look <laughs> that like I can adapt to anything because you put enough makeup and put a costume on me and I look like something. But this was my. The, the two <laughs> things that made me go to Michelle and say, you should do this yeah. and I should do this with you yeah. is was one it was, it's perfectly suited for a one-person show because mm-hmm. Michelle can play a lot of different parts and she's mm-hmm. very, very good at it at building distinct characters. And so even in a one-person show, no one's going to go, oh my gosh, that was one actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's a talent she has. Mm-hmm. So that was something that should be utilized was A. But then more than that, it was the fact that Michelle during breaks and things would tell these dating stories. Mm-hmm. And aside from the fact that the stories were hilarious, what struck me was how good she was at telling them. Mm. And that they, this is going to sound like a very basic thing, but the stories had a beginning and a middle and an end and a punchline often. Mm -hmm. um, That was a riot. And you don't, you know, next time somebody's telling you a story, like see how many times they go, wait, I need to back up or this, Mm -hmm. hang on. Or they give you like long stretches of detail that you don't need. It's hard to tell a story of something that Mm -hmm. happened to you. And she could do it. She (laughs) did it three or four times. And that was my thing to be like, no, you can write this. Like Mm -hmm. that's all writing is, is just organizing the information. And none of it is in and none the of the one woman show. I was going to ask. None of it. Did you date the gym? Uh, none, not a single bit of it huh. is because what happened was when we started writing, I started writing my stories down and it was working, but I think I was very hesitant and I think this is also because I'm new at this. Uh, he was so perfect and just... Um, explaining what it is to be a writer Hmm. right and he was like you got to write down everything Mm -hmm. like good and bad write it Mm -hmm. down and we your play will come into Mm -hmm. fruition um it and it typically won't be what you thought it was going to be in the beginning and like I understood that but Mm -hmm. I also couldn't necessarily go with the flow that that well Mm -hmm. and it was to me starting to sound like a a lot of stand-up you know what I mean I I really wanted to stay away from that so then we had conversations about like well, what's the character like? Can we talk about that? Because I just felt like as a as an actor, I need to pull from that kind mm-hmm. of direction. And then I don't even remember how... You, you, kept, you kept saying to me, why is it a play? Yeah. Which is the mm-hmm. most important question to ask. It is, it is, it is a, a really great question. You should always ask yourself that when you're sitting down to write something. Like, why is this a novel? Why mm-hmm. is this I a play? I think I asked it film? too early for him, though. <laughs> well, I, I kept saying it's a play because we say so. Like, I, it was a bad <laughs> answer. But it was a real thing of, like, what do you mean, why is it a play? Because mm-hmm. you're going to get up there and do a bunch of characters. And I was really expecting something much more in the vein of, um, I just saw uh, Tia Shearer do um, The Happiest Place on Earth. Mm-hmm where it's one person telling their life story and they play different characters mm-hmm. in that story. And I really just thought it was going to be that. It was right. going to be a much more typical one-person show where Michelle dresses the audience and adopts characters mm-hmm. as we go. Mm-hmm. And I think two things happened. I think one, Michelle was not interested in that really as an actor. That didn't spark you. Like, not that you wouldn't do it, but it didn't like grab you. I was I was struggling with the... Uh, it's It's been done and i and i was aware of it but i for me the process of going going in and out of the characters i love doing mm-hmm. but but what's this to me it's it was more important to be like well what's the story that we're trying to 
tell. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, she kept pushing me and pushing and saying, why is it a play? Hmm. And so we then developed a conceit to make a series of disparate monologues an actual arc. Right. So for the character to have an arc and for there to be a story. And to do that, we had to create this character and have a reason why she would go into all mm-hmm. these different characters. And then we went we went through several different iterations of this basic idea. And at some point, we hit on the TED Talk Theme. I know that's the part I, I don't remember how I don't quite remember. it was it was magic though because yeah. it's like the minute we like when that was discovered the we everything else was put into like this folder like mm-hmm. this trash folder yeah where we've saved but once it was decided that this is going to be the story um we got to writing and it was it happened pretty quickly it, pretty, it, it worked kind of right away and that was the idea of like oh this is the show yeah. this is what we're and it, only it, one thing survived from that hmm. bit which is the ex-boyfriend from college the specifics of it kind of got lost but like that yeah i wrote a monologue that a variation of which is still in the show mm-hmm. um about this ex-boyfriend the rest of actually the all that that's yeah. sort of like that got transplanted into this script and then completely chopped and screwed mm-hmm. and made into something that actually works in the context of what we were creating. Mm-hmm. But we threw away tons of stuff, which yeah. I told you. Everything I said came true. Like I told you. Oh, 100%. We'd end up with a play that was nothing like what we thought we were going to mm. start with because that always happens to me. Um, and two, I said we will throw away a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you didn't quite believe how much... You, there were several times Michelle would be like, well, but then we have to cut that whole thing you wrote. It was very sweet of her. But oh. I was just like, yeah, that's... That's what the job. Do. Like yeah. that, that doesn't fit the play we're writing yeah. anymore. Yeah. But I also said to you, we don't throw anything away. Yeah. We put everything over here. Mm-hmm. And then if we decide to go back to it, we can. There's no sense in tossing it. Like yeah. the memory doesn't cost you anything. Right. But like it, it is, that's the writing process. That's the part that people get screwed up mm-hmm. on a lot is the, you ha- you cannot be afraid to cut your favorite part. Yeah. You got to kill script. your babies. You got to kill it. You absolutely yeah. have to. And you, and it's, if you don't, you, you we've all seen those shows. Where right. You end up with yeah. Like, I'm sure that was a lot of fun for you to write. Yeah. But like as an audience member, exactly, Mm -hmm. why is it here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So are you guys in a room together or are you writing things and you're writing things and you're sharing them via computer? What ended up happening? So in the beginning, I, as a... Again, what I told you what would happen. (laughs) As a new writer was very... um, At first I was like, well, I'm going to write what I'm going to write and then I'm going to give it to you and you're going to change it. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to write it the way a writer writes it. Because I was so... uh, I wasn't very confident mm-hmm. in my own abilities and, and you know, he was gracious enough to like, I would send him something and be like, they're great. Okay. That's perfect. That's great. Let's change this, that, and the other, and then we're good. And what happens is because the world is set in two different places, um, we found ourselves in a rhythm where the AAI method was more, um, it came to me more naturally yeah. with the way this, the self-help world yeah. comes to me. The dial, the way she speaks came to me very naturally. And the part that didn't come naturally was the actu- actual execution of action around you, which okay. is what a playwright typically works with mm-hmm. is the, the outside circumstances. So anything that how we really addressed it in the beginning was the AAI method was kind of my world mm. and the, phone calls and the 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 world in the hotel was his and then we would be writing we'd give ourselves assignments and then we'd come back and we'd send them to each other but we'd come back together Mm. and kind of talk it through i mean the great thing about doing is a one-person show with us writing michelle acting and me directing is that we would come together and she'd just read it yeah and Mm -hmm. then we'd go no that doesn't work or yes that works great Uh or we need to tweak this and michelle Mm -hmm. would say things like that doesn't sound good to me coming out of my mouth and okay we we you know it was really that kind of slowly working through the script page by page the thing we did do right at the top once we settled on the structure was sit down together and work out the basic outline yes and that's how we, we said okay we'll do this and there'll be an intro i think i wrote that intro scene with the the fake eiffel tower opening first and that was when we were like oh yes this will work mm-hmm. and then we started to plug in this outline but like establishing the world of the room in a city i've never been to um, <laughs> you, uh, don't, you don't need to go to vegas, vegas <laughs> now um and uh that that going oh like that's what the play should sound like and then we worked the outline of like okay we'll have f- yeah, we have five i think we had like five boyfriends at the beginning and then like each one has to have an interruption where do we interrupt them how do we and then mm-hmm. we started to stitch it all together mm-hmm. that way and then yeah we pretty much first draft of that Michelle wrote the TED talk and I wrote the rooms and then yeah. but when we wrote it when we came together it was very much yeah. sitting across from each other yeah 
Well, and, and because of that, it then turned into, I mean, we were talking about it the other day. It's like, we don't remember who wrote, who wrote what what anymore. It's like, cause it kind of, because, and, and I'm very grateful that I have somebody who he has now done a lot of projects where he's written for me Mm -hmm. and he knows how to write for me. Ah. Like he knows how I speak. He knows how he knows a lot of my instincts as an actor. So it makes writing it pretty easy because I feel like he knows, I shouldn't say easy. Easy is the wrong word. Writing something is easy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but writing something where like I have trust and faith that he's writing with me in Mm -hmm. mind Mm -hmm. and it makes it so our voice is kind of, has blended together a little bit. That's wonderful. Mm. It's gotta be nice too in an industry where your work is so reliant on other people, you know, Mm -hmm. like theater does not happen in a vacuum. You know, you're relying on a whole team. It's gotta be so nice for the two of you just to not have anyone else to worry about except each other. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Rehearsal scheduling has been, I mean, it's hard, but it's super easy where it's like, yeah, yeah, the whole cast, the whole creative team, we're all there together working this thing out. And you're like a mentor. I yeah, know. People keep using That's that word. Awesome. I've been using that word a lot. Yeah. Sorry. You and Amanda's Well, because are... because I just I've because I can ask you because you're also he's also a, he was he has taught mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So he can easily sit down and anytime I'm saying something, he's he he speaks um as a professor would. Yeah. Um if I'm feeling insecure about something, he's like I, I think actually the biggest one that I remember is before we did the first reading of it, I was like, I don't think this is funny anymore. And he's like, there's going to be a moment when you hate what you, everything you've done, mm-hmm. you hate the play. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a moment. And so just hearing that and knowing that these feelings that I'm having are natural, it makes it easier for me to be able to push forward through it. Yeah. Um, which has been really powerful to mm-hmm. me, I think, because I used to, I mean, it's been a weird change for me to add writer to, a bio, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it is. It is a. I, I I think I'm fortunate that I think a lot about my own process mm-hmm. and like and just the, the I think a lot about stuff and my, and so I, I have developed these sort of like oh yeah this is the part of the, also my wife has been in, very instrumental in this of saying like oh you're at that part where you oh. you super love this idea and yeah. you're super excited and in two weeks we're going to be at the part where you hate everything that's <laughs> happening <laughs> and that's so much fun for me you know that's how she right, and sure. and she just knows that and in the moment it's when she says that to me it annoys the crap out of me because I'm mad but <laughs> um she's right and and having her sort of point them out to me along the way made mm-hmm. it much easier for me to say things to Michelle like there's a point where you're going to hate this there's a point where you're going to doubt there's a point where you're going to want to throw it away and start over or we're going to come up with another idea that's like a totally different direction and mm-hmm. you're going to get super excited about mm-hmm. it and want to change everything and I'm here to tell you that's wrong yeah it's just because we're stuck mm-hmm. at one part we don't mm-hmm. quite understand mm-hmm. and the, the big thing being, you just have to do it. You just have to write it, and this has to be good. Like, we have to do things like the Flying V, the awesome mm-hmm. fun reading. We have yeah. to read it out loud. Yeah, tell me about that. You guys did it. You've, you've performed this once before, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first draft we did. Draft. Okay, um, and how did that go? It went great. I, I know. I, it I may- have <laughs> to say it went great, because Michelle doesn't know. It was this funny moment of, like, because I'm sitting there. A key component to the show is the slideshow of the presentation that she's giving. So I had to sit there and run the slideshow. Yeah. Um, and we had the indomitable James Finley doing stage directions. And, but like, so I was the only one listening. Michelle's like reading the show and I'm like timing the slide, but I'm able to like feel the audience rise and fall and when they're laughing and when we lose them, a li- you know, which is the great stuff you get out of a first reading. Um, but I was much less nervous than you were too. Like you were really like, I don't know what this is going to be. Well, like. I, and when it, was, it was over, you were like, was it good? <laughs> yeah, it was the first time I had, and and this is, I'm sure, how I'm going to feel at the patient mm-hmm. stage because I am an actor and I am comfortable being on stage, but I'm always speaking someone else's words. Mm-hmm. And now these are mine. Mm-hmm. And it's, for me, it's a lot more vulnerable to be up there. Oh, yeah. And if like I, if I, if I say something and it doesn't land, that's on me mm-hmm. as the, I, I wrote mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a little bit more, um, I'm a little bit more vulnerable up there. Sure. Um, once I'm in, once I'm there, I check out of that kind of insecurity. But um, yeah, it was something. It went great. I mean, to answer it, your it actual did, question, no, it, it went it better really, than I could have possibly hoped for. It was really like, we had a great house. Um, and We were lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. Nice full room. Flying V gave us a great slot, which yeah. was good too. And uh, 
the room got it. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely was mm-hmm. there for it. And there were moments that didn't work. There were mm-hmm. moments that we had to like, because those are what you're there to discover. And sure. we went to find them. Um, but after it, I was, I was super jized. Well, I mean, you were I exhausted you and said, I was like wound oh, up. I was so exhausted. <laughs> well, it's also, I'm sorry. I you was performing it. 50, it was like an you hour. pushing slide <laughs> buttons. I was pushing slides and listening. And I was, I was able to enjoy, I mean, Michelle's there reading it like, can't really enjoy the laughter, and I can sit there and be like, "Oh God, that feels good." You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> Slide forty-nine. You know? <laughs> but, but you did make a comment about the fact that it was our first draft, and that reading felt like a second draft. Yeah. Okay. Which makes this one exciting because mm-hmm. this one feels. This one feels like it's the closest, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. to what it's going to oh, be. Yeah, great. we feel a lot. I feel a lot better mm-hmm. about this as I. It, it did really have that because, as I said to you at some point like first drafts are largely proof of concept right like it's like is this anything right go, oh yeah this is something and yeah. th- this first draft was a lot more like this is something and this is good that's mm-hmm. because i kept on asking him the questions that well that was the great it really was i mean i annoyed the hell out of me at the time but you were <laughs> you were right to do that where the great thing about working with someone who'd never written before and also resolving to myself to be like Michelle is going to write 50% of this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that was a big thing for me and and saying I'm not going to let you let me really write the whole thing and then you go, "Yeah, that sounds good." It is really going to be like, "No, you're going to write this and we're going to write this together because it's the only way you have ownership of mm-hmm. it." And Michelle wonderfully took that ownership and used it and mm-hmm. like said and would hold me accountable to yeah. stuff and be like, "No, that doesn't work." And as a play, like if it was just playwright and actor, I could say, "Tough." Mm-hmm. Like say it my way. But (laughs) since I had decided and said out loud, like, this is going to be half her show, I have to answer the question or not. And sometimes I did and sometimes I couldn't. And we'd fix it and and rework it. And that's been really, really exciting. Um, But I also don't think that any like I don't think that I mean, I hope I that you haven't. I don't think that he coddled me at all during oh, God, any of no, that. No. I don't think there was a like That would have been pointless. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think that it was it was very uh we have been in my opinion very good at being able to communicate mm-hmm. um our opinions in a in a productive manner. Yeah, yeah. And so even if we disagree, it we I think we both fully understood the other person's mm-hmm. side of it in a way that we were like, okay, well, which which direction do we want to go with this? That's what we have to decide. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never felt like, I always felt like it was, a, I mean, I, I can walk away feeling like I wrote this, mm-hmm. which is very cool for, for me being, like I in the very beginning, I was saying that, like I said before, I was saying I was going to write it and he was going to rewrite it because mm-hmm. in my mind, I didn't have that like level of confidence yeah, in myself. Yeah. And now it's like, no, I, I, yeah. Yeah, we, we did it together, and mm-hmm. it was it was a hundred percent together, which Aww. is just really cool. That's very yeah. cool. So the next TED talk I want to see needs <laughs> to be Patrick Flynn teaching <laughs> new writers how to oh, write plays. God. Oh no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he. Did. Yeah. I think he needs a, a break after this oh. one. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's just that like, you, you mean you're not even you're not the first person who I've said that to. Of like, no, you can write. You're not a writer. You say you're not a writer, but like there's something about people who are writers who you just, I think, and Nicole, you probably mm-hmm. have this too, where you see somebody like you're a writer, mm-hmm. like that's part of who you are. Yeah. And there's no magic or secret to it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, a way you view, take in, and then mm-hmm. regurgitate information. Mm-hmm. And I said it recently to somebody, and I was just, I, I said, you know, you should be a writer. That's something you should do. And, and, the initial thought, which is the first thought I had when I started, which was just like, I can't do that. That's yeah. something sure. these people I think people everybody do. feels yeah. that at the right. beginning. Well, it's like, how? Where do you start? Right, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. that first bit, and that's the part. I, I very specifically remember there was a, a time when we met, and it was early on, and I, in my head before we met, was like, I'm going to tell him I don't want to do this. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to tell him that I'm done. I, I don't, this isn't something that I'm comfortable with right now. Cause I, I didn't understand it. And mm. he like, wouldn't, nope. he wouldn't let that happen. Yeah. Wow. So I, I can, I can very safely say that if I didn't have him, we both were holding each other. Like, I think he held me accountable in the beginning and I've been holding him accountable in the end because mm-hmm. he's he has a lot of projects too. So yeah. it's like we were hold, both holding each other accountable in a way that like if I didn't have that, I would not have gotten far at all. Wow. Um, not even a little bit because the story. Well, the other thing is for me, I I develop. I have to speak things through. Mm-hmm. I can't sit and just write it through. Mm-hmm. I have to speak it through. So to have somebody to like bounce ideas off of. Right. It changes the whole. It changes the whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. sure. 
Yeah. I think. So what's next after Page to Stage? Any plans? Nothing concrete. Um, we're hoping that pay, there are people who have been invited to Page to Stage. I uh-huh. hope they come. Uh, who will say, great, you know, start throwing piles of money at us at the Kennedy Center. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I think it's a show that we're we're ready to send around to people and say, mm-hmm. like, this is good. Yeah. And this is, this is something we, like, the next step, I mean, this will be the second reading, and we're already kind of feeling ourselves limited development-wise by the fact that it is a reading. Like, mm-hmm. this needs to get up and get going the yeah. way we've kind of imagined it. Yep. Um, so the hope, I think, with the next one would be a workshop that's more of a mm-hmm. actual production, and then, you know, Hopefully that'll lead to a, a real production and Wonderful. then a national national we'll send yeah. Michelle out on a tour and I can stay. Home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I in my mind, like worst case and I shouldn't say worst case scenario because it's a good scenario. But um, at the very least, if we if it's not picked up by a, a company itself or, or a space, it would be a, it's a perfect fringe show. Yeah, we'll mount um, yeah. so like, and, and it would be something that regardless of where it is in D.C., it's like I feel like I would want to bring it to you know, New York and LA and mm-hmm, things like that just mm-hmm. to, it's, it's easy to bring a one woman show yeah. around. <laughs> how, how hard or easy are the tech elements? It sounds like it would be pretty easy. We have, you can do a lot of different ways. Okay. We have kind of the pie in the sky yeah. thing in our head and then, but yeah, it can be scaled back uh-huh. pretty quickly okay. to, I mean, we're doing it at Kennedy center with, you know, a, 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 a laptop, a video projector and a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are all, you know, since the room we're doing it in isn't finished yet, mm-hmm. uh, they're You're gonna all be ours. In the reach, we're going to be new, in the reach. Yeah, yes, that's we are. exciting. Uh, I just toured it yesterday. two nights ago. Did, yeah. yeah, it was very It looks lovely. really nice, yeah. doesn't it? Um, it'll still be under construction even during our reading. Uh, but it is, so yeah, there's a kind of a, a bus and truck way mm-hmm. you can do this. But there's also a, you know, a larger scale mm-hmm. production that mm-hmm. would sell, I think, more of the the conceptual elements we have sure. but yeah you can do it pretty stripped down and yeah. don't, and you don't lose anything okay mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. so i told you i was going to ask this and i, I know. don't know patrick insists he doesn't have an answer well the funny oh. so the, the funny thing about what's been really funny about writing this is that i haven't been single for the better part of 20 years mm-hmm. and yeah he doesn't know any of and this. even <laughs> even before that like i i really haven't ha- like been out of a relationship since i was about 15 oh my gosh in some capacity so like i've never dated hmm. this is not something i in that sense you know mm-hmm. what I mean? like in going out on dates and so there are a couple things i wrote and i would never forget like michelle being like nobody says that nobody does that that's not how it works <laughs> and which has been great because that's the point like yeah. i don't have that knowledge yeah. so like michelle has that right, knowledge. so right. when she would say things like that i would trust her and when i would say things like dramatic structure wise this is the right answer she'd be like oh she'd trust me yeah um okay well, wait, my any, question, so question is, is yeah. what is the most ridiculous thing you have ever done to attract a mate or a job yeah i, yeah, see, I don't have one of those You've never been ridiculous? No, I have, but not in a, like... Well, I will say, so connected to that, the truest part of this character... I kind of wonder if this character is more like me. (laughs) Is like Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so I mean, maybe. No, so it's equal. I think it's more equal. Um, I feel deeply connected to the craziness of this lady. (laughs) But, like, the, the idea of becoming the person that the person you're dating wants you to be is absolutely something I did mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. and had the, I didn't go quite the, like the rusted root Birkenstocks thing, but like I, I would become the, the, the cool person that mm-hmm. they thought I was. Mm-hmm. And then like my friends would come in all the time that like my girlfriend would come over and we'd all hang out and I wouldn't be me. Mm-hmm. And it was weird, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I didn't really consciously think I was doing anything mm-hmm. that different until I started dating my wife, who was one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't mm-hmm. put on a show. Mm-hmm. Like, that just wasn't part of the deal. I just had to be myself. And then, lo and behold, that relationship worked. Amazing. <laughs> um, but, like, I've done dumb, <laughs> dumb stuff as, like, so-and-so's boyfriend that, like, objective patrick never never would have been. it's it's like that seinfeld thing it's like relationship george and independent george like uh-huh. relationship patrick said and did some dumb stuff um a lot of it's sad is why i'm kind of skewing it like i mean i had a girlfriend who cheated on me for like a whole year oh. with several different people and i was just like whatever it's fine you know uh that wasn't oh. great um 
So the stories aren't funny. No, okay. <laughs> All right, Michelle, we're well, turning to you. We're turning I to you. Think, I don't want to make anyone cry. <laughs> I I think it's interesting. I haven't like when I was when I was thinking about this question, it's like not there weren't it's it's more like like the play it's more of the things that you don't realize until later that mm. you've developed and I think the biggest example is through music mm. so like every boyfriend I've had and every person I've dated my music taste changes mm. and as a soul cycle instructor that's really helped me because I right. <laughs> I like right. and enjoy yeah. all yeah. music sure. and that's that's really good for yeah. classes yeah. but um there were a lot of times when I hated the music and I was still listening to yeah, it yeah. and I, I really really hated it uh-huh. and um I still found myself like memorizing songs and like stuff like that right yeah. I didn't realize I was doing it for somebody mm. I thought I was doing it well that's the argument I thought I was doing it for me right um and then I think one time was and it wasn't it wasn't I wasn't trying to impress I guess this was in high school so I was just trying to figure out who I was uh I was friends with these and they're they're wonderful people, but uh, they were car fans of cars, and we would hang out and like look at cars and and pictures and the engines and the motors <laughs> and like they'd like talk about racing and I'm like I know nothing about, I still know nothing yeah, about it sure, but I'd yeah. be sitting with them and I'm like what why am I feigning interest <laughs> I have no interest right. in any of this yeah, yeah. um so those are kind of like the little examples um but I, I don't think I've had anything like really outlandish well if you're cool I would like you to this is a story that we were going to put in the play is not in the play but I would like you to tell the bookstore story <sighs> if you may <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which was originally the opening of the show. The kind of there was this. Yes, there's a story. Yeah. Um, this is because it's okay. just because just it's funny. Yeah. Here's the story. So I was um, I had broken up with um, my ex I, at this point. I think it was like six months, and I hadn't been dating. I hadn't seen any guys. I really didn't give a guy a look at all. And I was um, doing some shopping. I think it was holiday. It was around the holiday time, and I was doing some shopping, and I was in the parking lot of Barnes and Noble. And like I was in the parking lot thinking and all of a sudden it came into my mind that I was like, I need to start dating again. Like this is something I need to start doing now. And I walk into Barnes and Noble and lo and behold, there's like this beautiful man that is like right there and he we make eye contact and we're making eye contact and I'm like, okay, well, this is great. I can start flirting like now. So I'm nervous about it because I haven't done it in a long time and I'm, I'm walking around the store like being far away from him but still in good eyesight of him. And so I'd like walk into the fiction section, he'd be in like the history section and we'd like make eye contact. And then um, that happened for a while. And then um, I got, I was like, okay, I need to get closer to him. So I'm like moving my way closer to him and I get to the center consoles that they have. And I pick up this random book and I'm like flipping through the pages, but I'm not really paying attention to anything. And I'm looking right at him and I smile. He smiles. He starts walking over. And I'm like, yes, got it's it. So he like walks over and then he's like no less than 10 feet from me. And he makes a complete stop dead in his tracks. The smile turns into a frown and he turns around and leaves. What? Exactly. I'm like, what just happened? And uh, and then I look down at the book that I was reading. And the book I was reading was uh, directed to women that are pregnant and how to have <laughs> orgasms when you're pregnant. Like, what sex positions are the best? And it's, like, on the cover. It literally was, like, having an orgasm as a pregnant lady. So I, and, and I'm like, well, that, yeah, okay, that's, that's. That's my that's my dating life. <laughs> oh my so, god! Yeah, that was like that. Honestly, that was one of the stories that I told him in the beginning, and uh, he was like, "Well, this needs to be a one woman show. It needs yeah, to be something." Yeah. Um, I have that a lot of hilarious. those, and th- that's like where they kind of. But it's more about how the outside. It's not like how I've changed myself. Right. It's about what happens these outside circumstances sure. that are just like the universe just wants to beat you down a little yeah. bit while you're trying to, you know. So be my cool. favorite story from college <laughs> is I went to the University of Cincinnati, a completely landlocked, other than a river town, and there was this super hot guy who said he was a surfer, mm-hmm. and we all decided. If he was a surfer, then we were super into surfing too. So all of the girls in my clique were like, "We oh, wow. love surfing." Oh my gosh! Like none Did of you us learn? had ever seen an ocean. No, because where are we going <laughs> to learn? We're in Ohio. Like there's no water. <laughs> yeah, that's so. those are yeah those are. I mean, yeah. that's also how date. I mean, it's the same. The you know the, there's that joke. 
it's kind of a joke, but as an actor, when you have like things on your resume and people are like, well, can you horseback ride? And you're like, yes, I can. Right. And then you figure it out. Uh, there you go. You and know, and you good for sure. you, it's, right? it's it job interviews too. Like they yeah. tell you, can you do it? And you're like, you say yes and you figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing about dating is that dating is just a bunch of job interviews <laughs> and you just say yes to all of it. <laughs> but that's, which is actually or a joke don't. in the show, which is actually a joke in the show <laughs> is that, but it is all like that to bring it all back to the show is the idea of like, these things are just a matter of degrees. Yeah. And I think it's very clear in our character that she's on the wrong side of this. Like yes. every decision is on the wrong side. Right. And mm-hmm. the fun in the comedy has been escalating. How, mm-hmm. how wrong can these decisions be yeah. and still be realistic? Right. Like still be, we, we really wanted to keep it in the world of, of mm-hmm. like realism, mm-hmm. but have it be like yeah. absurdly hard. But we did Some, not want it to be outlandish. No. Like we went into that we world for a second and it mm-hmm. just didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any, it wasn't super real or anything like that. But the, there was a comment that somebody made after the reading at Flying V of like, wow, like to one of us, like I need to go home and think about some stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the response that I think we both wanted sure. is the idea of like, even when you see somebody, when you see somebody go that far, yeah. you go, well, that's too far. But yeah. some of those things uh-huh. hit. Some things she does, yeah. you go, Oh, I have, to, or like, oh no, that sounds reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's only mm-hmm. how far she takes it ultimately that's unreasonable. Right. And you mm-hmm. go, oh man, like I do that uh-huh. too a little yeah. bit. Like, cause it is all just like we all tailor a little bit. We all, you know, it's it's part of attracting somebody else is, right. is that aspect. And it's just how much of yourself are you willing to surrender? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's also that idea that like if it works, then it, you know, if someone shows up at your doorstep with flowers and you like the person, Right. It's a it's a kind gesture. Mm-hmm. If someone shows up at your doorstep with mm-hmm. flowers and you don't, it's if not. Some, it's if creepy. Shows up in and the driveway with a boombox and it's John Cusack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's and it's fine. like I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like for example, I've heard like in we have one of the things that she brings up if I don't think I'm ruining anything, but she one of the many things that she does is she she buys a ticket and flies somewhere to meet somebody yeah. for the first time, right? Yeah. And people do that. Yeah. People will will find each other on Instagram and they'll DM each other and then they'll be like, let's meet mm. in this place. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, that's not really, mm. I don't want to say it's not creepy. It's just a different mm-hmm. way of, of dating. Yeah. And it's, everybody's done it mm-hmm. and if it's accepted and if it if it works if it's if it's a mm-hmm. scenario that works and all of a sudden they have this beautiful relationship mm-hmm. then it's beautiful it's a beautiful yeah, story it's a great love if it story. doesn't, right. it doesn't work. it's creepy yeah. and it's stalking yeah yeah that's that's where the fine line is mm-hmm. so like if she's stalking and they're accepting it that's fine right then that's fine <laughs> that's fine yeah well they, but it's is, not stalking which is part of the point it's of not us. stalking part of the point is that well it is also though the question being like she does say at one point like when she says this is not stalking, all this information I've gotten is out there. Is the out public. there, and I like mm-hmm. the, the line we say is, "I didn't work very hard to get any of this information." Mm-hmm. Is the idea of being like, if you have to go to the fifth page of Google search results, maybe you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, but like it's all in the Instagram feed. It's yeah. all in the profile. Yeah. You have that is a version of putting it out there, sure. and mm-hmm. that information can be used against mm-hmm. you in. Again, insidious way. Right, like it is really right. kind of weird. But and luckily, go, her motivations aren't anything more than like to I get into a relationship. Yeah. And right. when the person ends it, she then does walk yeah. away from it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You could go down another layer and oh, think sure. about the fact that um, what these people are putting on their Instagram accounts is also probably not exactly right. One hundred percent who they yeah. are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So then you have, or it's all they are. I mean, there is that thing or. of like when somebody puts that out there and this is their personality, like, and you dig deeper, there's no there there. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the, right. o- they are yeah. only their presentation. Yeah. It just and means it's all super. I mean, right. in, in her world, mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff is very superficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she will pick somebody based off of what they're wearing and decide exactly based off of what they're wearing, who this person right. is. Right. Yes. And, and that's, that's really superficial, but it's also how people read one mm-hmm. another now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't want to say now, like they didn't in the past, but like it is, but you can get lost in it so much easier now. I mean, I think the yeah. real danger yeah, is, that's is, what that, it is that she gets so lost in in those details mm-hmm. and in the minutia. Yeah. And we never hear her talk about what this person said, mm-hmm. you know, or what they meant to her. Mm-hmm. Like, none of that is what's important. What's important is what's on the top. And then yeah. how can I turn that into how I should behave? And then when she gets to the when when the story gets to the part where you'd be like, and then we did this real thing together, it just sort of ends. It just exactly. all kind of fizzles out because yeah. there's nothing yeah. there. Yeah. 
or the guy leaves. Yeah. Or the guy leaves. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's what I do. Um, even in my daily life, I, I, and I think that's why I, when I wrote it, that's why it made sense to me is this idea of doing reconnaissance on somebody. Mm-hmm. When you see someone at the bar, it's like you can, you can find out a lot about somebody mm-hmm. before you even speak to them mm-hmm. if you pay attention. Right. Um, which is good and bad mm-hmm. um, because I think sometimes we have these, like I have found myself having opinions that are, um, that in my mind are concrete, mm-hmm. right? But then when you meet the person, it's very different. Um, sure. so it's like, it, like the, the, the superficial world versus the, the deep world. Mm-hmm. It's like it, that, that's the hard part to navigate and that she doesn't, she can't navigate the, the deeper mm. world yeah. of a relationship Yeah, because everything is superficial. Yeah. And Every- we do find out why. I mean, there is also the thing of us crafting. Yeah. We're not going to tell you why here. You have to come see the show, but yeah. the, we do, we were very conscious of being like, this can't be a parody of women or a parody mm-hmm. of like this kind of person. Mm-hmm. This is a character with a real life and a backstory that she sort of unintentionally reveals a lot about through the course of the presentation. Mm. And then we get a lot more information about uh, later and it puts all of it in context to sort of be like, why, what would drive a person to be this way? Like Mm -hmm. this extreme, like that's pretty, yeah. yeah. And that's where you get the pathos without that. It's just, it's just a bit or it's just a stand up routine or it's just a Mm -hmm. thing like, no, this is a character with an arc and and a craft and a journey. Yes. And we're all on it together. All right. Well, I will close it up here yeah. and say thank you so much, Michelle Polera and Patrick Flynn. Thank you, thank thank you. you for letting this me so come great. and visit your podcast. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it's been a blast, and I can't wait to see the show. Great. Kennedy Center, Page to Stage, mm-hmm. August, August 31st. 31st, 6 yes. o'clock, in the reach. All right. Sounds Thanks. good. Thank you. The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help people find the show. You can also listen to us on Stitcher and Spotify. My thanks to Nicole Hertvik for coming down and talking to Michelle and I. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. And a show this weekend.